We apologise for the quality of this episode of the Context Needed podcast. We are aware of the issue and this will be rectified in coming episodes. Hello and welcome to the Context Needed podcast. I am Kyle, joined with the trash man that is scared of ghosts called Ryan. I don't like ghosts. And Shooty McShooty Super Rare Gacha, who is now actually a ghost, Ollie. No, 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 we're just joined by Danny. Oh yeah, it's just, just Danny, Danny in the background. So so Ollie decided to go and grab a glass of water when we was from two the minutes west wing away of the house. from the west from wing the of west the house, wing. when we was two minutes away oh. from starting, and he is now returning. Hello, Ollie. Uh. I see you are no longer a ghost, and you are actually here. <laughs> how was the west wing? Yes, how was the west wing? Is the water in the west wing better than the east wing? Hey, don't try to tell it's on me. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. you. <laughs> <laughs> is, is it some kind of ploy by Ryan to get it off, off himself Pro- or something? Probably, but he doesn't realise that it's starting to make everyone at work say it to him as well, so... <laughs> all I'm getting at work, all I'm getting is... You're middle class. Fuck you. Fuck everybody. I'm sure Josh said something to you as well. Like, he straight away was like, how many rooms in your house? You said, he was, oh, you're middle class, aren't you? He's like, how many bedrooms have you got? And I'm like, three. And he calls me middle class. I'm like, three's like an average bedrooms like, for houses nowadays. <laughs> well, we're yeah. back again this week. And Ollie actually has an interesting, well, I say interesting, a frustrating I'll be honest, story. I didn't realize we were actually with. rolling. Oh yes, we're <laughs> it's, just being it's, bullied. A minute, it's a minute past nine, Ollie, so yes, we're rolling. Hey man, I needed a wee and a glass of water, alright? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, so I have a story of a somehow an oxymoron, an unreliable Volvo. So uh, my head hurts. Yeah. So I picked up a new car uh last Sunday. And uh, the car arrived, it looked looked all, everything seemed to be above ground, and I bought it, it was an approved used car from a dealer with not even that many miles, especially considering its age. Is anyone Go clicking on. something? Oh, yeah. That's me, I'm fiddling. It's, it's proper picking up on the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> so, I picked right. the car up on Sunday. I drive it from the workshop where we dropped it off to Danny's house because we had to pick something up. and I th- Not Danny's house, Danny's dad's house. And it was about, I don't know, maybe a five-mile drive and it all seemed fine. And then on the way home, uh, the car went into limp mode. So I was a bit like, oh, that's, that's not right, but whatever. It's probably just like something small, probably a sensor gone or something. So I drive it to work the next morning and call up the Volvo assistants and they come have a look and they're like, oh yeah, we think it's a boost leak. So they take the car to the dealer. So bear in mind at this point, one, one of going into lip mode and one visit to the dealer so far. Uh, the car, so they take it Monday evening. They have it all day Tuesday, all day Wednesday. Thursday morning, they call me. And say, right, yeah, okay, car sorted. Uh, we've got it for you. It was a leaky air hose on the air intake. I was, oh, great, okay, cool, not a problem. All covered under warranty, so didn't have to pay anything. So I pick the car up at 9 a.m. on thir- what day on Thursday. Seems all fine. 
drive her back to the workshop. And my dad's like, oh, let's give it a spin. So he gets in it. Bear in mind at this point, it's that's two visits to the dealer at this point. I've had to go to the dealer twice now. Uh, and dad drives it 100 meters up the estate and it goes into limp mode again. So I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. Like, what, what he didn't now? tell you is he did a burnout. We <laughs> <laughs> should so, have left some fat 11s on the driveway. <laughs> yeah. So as you can imagine at this point, I'm a little bit irritated. The car's going to limp mode twice. And I call up the dealer and say, yeah, this, you know, the car's gone straight back into limp mode. So like, yeah, cool. Okay, bring it back. I take it straight back to the dealer and they get it straight back into the workshop. And uh, they change a sensor in it. Um, so what do I do then? Yeah, they change a sensor. I take it back to the workshop again. And it goes into limp mode again. So I was like, oh, for fuck's sake, take it back to them once more. And they change the sensor, but the master mechanic at Volvo listens to it and he notices the engine's knocking at this point. And I just thought, this car is a fucking pain in the ass. This car is cursed. Uh, It had driven a total of about 20 miles since I've picked it up, and 15 have been to the dealer, (laughs) basically. I think. think, um... This is haunted. Yeah, I think yeah. the way Volvo makes all their cars reliable is they sacrifice one of them every 10 years to a curse. Yours must have been that and I've one. I've got that one. Yeah, that's it. So Didn't the master mechanic after, say something about it as well? He said he said these he said they're usually really solid, but this one's this one's a bad car. He said just contact the dealer you bought it from and just ask for a refund, which is what I've done. And the car is currently on my drive. I'm waiting to hear from that dealer because they're really not very good at calling me back. Um, and I'm waiting for my refund. And I've got a replacement car coming on Thursday, which is quite nice, actually, because it's in the color and everything and spec I wanted. So, so it's all working out. All's well that ends well. It's, yeah, it's, more or less. It's really fucking... So I know mine wasn't as bad as yours with like the car being like that. But I know when I had the Z4, literally the day I'm driving it back, because I bought it from the one near you, Ollie, mm. driving it back. I can't remember how long the journey is. What would you say, about 40 miles or so? Uh, from mine to Nottingham? Yeah. Uh, it's No, it's probably more like 60-odd miles, 60, 70-mile. No, like, it doesn't yeah. seem that far, because it's down the M6, and you, you make good progress, but it is quite far. Yeah, so it was that, and luckily it was it didn't go into limp mode or anything, it just halfway home, just threw up a warning light, and turns out one of my uh, um, indicators in on the rear side weren't working, and it shows how much BMW give a shit about indicators, because when I called them and let them know, it took a month for me to get it into the shop, before they could what? replace it. Do you know why that is? Because no one uses them but, in BMW. Because no one uses them. They don't get used. <laughs> but like, no, was, I don't yeah, my rear indicators aren't working. You're what? Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it was maybe a month. I'm probably exaggerating there. Maybe at most I'd say two to three weeks. You find it's still a long time. It's still a long time for... Yeah, yeah like, was, what type of BMW owner are you? Yeah. What, was it both the rear indicators not working? So it was it was just the right rear indicator, and what it was where th- they were still lighting up, but they were just very very dim compared to what they should be. So in daytime you couldn't see them at all, and in nighttime you could only just see them. 
So it was obviously yeah. causing issues. This is my daily drive car. I had no other car to use. I turned... Well, it's technically not roadworthy. Yeah. So it's just like, I'm still so having to use... You're on that window, kid. <laughs> is it like... <laughs> you can actually that is a suitable I, I, I did have to at points when I was like in traffic and yeah. I'm trying to turn right off of the flow of traffic I had to like yeah. do, do the arm movement just so that something was happening but I, um, yeah. I remember I, I handed turn mine in right. <laughs> I handed mine in and then when it had been replaced because I have to replace the whole unit because it's all LED I got a call mm. when I was at work and I was like, oh, right, yep, so that's all been changed. Everything's fine. We just need to talk to you about payment. And I literally said to them, I'm not paying you. I was like, well, what do you mean, sir? It broke the day I got it. Why do you think I'm paying you? I literally bought it the it day I called you guys. It was as well, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, approved use from BMW. Yeah. And, no, and he like... literally, the guy went on the phone, I'm terribly sorry, leave it with me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it. just like, yeah, nah, not paying. <laughs> So like, fair enough. Still like, in warranty as well. So, I'm is your MX5 in warranty? Like yeah. But yeah. Yours is Jap Yours is Japanese. It won't have a fault for another fifty years. <laughs> you, you say that. Oh God, yes, I, I remember your fault the, last Christmas. I had the fault with the uh, power steering started stopping. So you'd be there and you'd be like, do, 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 turning, fuck. <laughs> ah, nah, it's fine. I, I had a car with no power steering for like four years. It's just. When you're dealing with yes. a car that's constantly no power steering, it's great. But when I'm I suppose it's turn, intermittent, yeah. yeah. When I'm going to turn with the palm of my hand, and I'm yeah. like... <laughs> <laughs> you're just like digging in. And I'm like, I, I, checked on you, I checked on the internet, I'm like, well, let me see if I can find out what this is. First thing I find, or second thing I find after I take it in, and they look at it and they go, we can't see any faults, but it's not popped up again. It didn't pop up again for ages. It was like a one-off. And then I was like, it happened, started happening again. I'm like, right, I've got to talk to him again. And I Googled it and I got on a forum. And the first thing I saw was, oh, it's down to an earth cable not being secure. And that's what's causing it. So it's like missing charge. Like it's losing charge mm. to the system. So I'm like, okay. So I mentioned that to him. And they went, oh, we don't think it's that. We don't think it's that. It's the battery. The battery's weak. And then they're like, then they try and mug me off and say, oh, the battery's not, not covered under warranty. I'm like, but I've told what? you what I think it is. None of you have checked if it's what I think it is, and but you're telling me it's a battery issue, and then you're trying to tell me I'm going to pay you and 60 battery, plus. Batteries are covered yeah. in warranty because batteries have their own separate warranty. They said yeah. they, they didn't cover it. So they were like, oh, and we'd have to charge it. And then they were like, I'm about charging it. And I'm like, but I can't leave my car with you because you don't, you're not open in the workshop at the on a Sunday so I can't pick it up after Sunday and I need it in the week so what am I meant to do so we put it on slow charge went back to them, it happened again and they then lo and behold they took it off me once more and they gave me a courtesy car this time Mazda 2 very nice liked it a lot kind of wish I'd had one of those instead <laughs> um well or I had a Mazda 2 as well, so if uh, Mazda wants to sponsor us and then yeah, that's give not going to happen. Two, <laughs> I would happily accept. If Mazda wants to sponsor us and give me a Mazda 2, despite Ryan. <laughs> if you've still got any RX-7s hanging and about, if, you know, I'll one of those as well. And if Honda Civic just want to compete with Mazda, they're more than welcome to give us another Civic, seeing as we've already bought one Civic. Type R, yeah. Type R. I definitely I mean, accept a Type R because the man, yeah. they, I couldn't test drive a Type R because the manager went and took it on holiday with him. 
Yeah, and if Nissan want to get in the game, I wouldn't mind a GTR. <laughs> GTR, I think GTR's all round, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we'll yeah that's only fair. We'll sponsored video for you. <laughs> if you're going to get one, you might as well get three. Exactly. So, yeah, but they took, so they took my car finally. Lo and behold, what was the issue? Oh, it was down to Lucy. an earth cable not being attached properly. So it was like, it was still screwed on, but it was loose. But loose. Yeah, yeah it's because every now and then it was just just coming disconnected and losing contact exactly and i'm just sat there like hmm, this what? is if this is if somebody told you this is what what it was before so you know how you were saying yeah, like having the weird annoying. intermittent um intermittent steering i think the worst and only time i've had like a breakdown kind of like that was with my Celica that i bought which was my first car i bought it with 186,000 miles on the clock the garage is dodgy as fuck that I now know as well. So I'm driving it. First time driving it. I'm driving it to like an old friend's house to see if to show it to him. And as I'm driving, I've noticed the that the, the the heat is raising. Only like a little bit more. And I'm thinking, oh, it's because I've been driving now. I've just come off the A52. It's 70. So it's just probably raised just ever so slightly as normal. I'm driving, and I get it's all a forty road. Then all of a sudden, I'm on, luckily I'm on this really wide road because it's like um it's like an ambulance path as well. And then all of a sudden, yeah. it goes from being slightly above half in temperature to full. And then all of a sudden, the engine just stops. It doesn't go pop or bang or anything. It literally felt like someone had just reached into my car and turned the engine off. And now I'm coast. I'm now coasting. On a forty-mile-an-hour road in a Celica with no drive, oh. and it was just fuck. Uh, <laughs> so it's like hazard straight away went I'm on. I just, yeah, I just started like easing off to the side of the road and just stopped. I was like, "What the fuck?" So at like, least your brakes didn't stop working. Yeah, my brakes were still working, yeah. but like I'm there, like trying it again and all that, and I open it up and it turns out there was no fucking coolant in the car. So I literally bought this car like Jesus that day, Christ. and there was no fucking coolant in the car. Checked it, I was like, "What? Okay." So I, like, oh, I guess I'll have to chuck some like water in it just to like get some coolant going around the engine because it's probably just overheated. We get a mm. guy to come out. Um, I used my sister's RAC because she had basically RAC for her person, not just her car. So we literally just oh, got her. That's, that's just, what like most of them are because AA yeah. is the same. If I'm in a car with you. We're covered under me. Yeah, so we literally just got her. She sat in my car. We called the guy who came out and he had a look. We tried to get it going. He was like, yeah, I, it, it's just not going. You're going to have to go back to the dealer kind of thing. It's an aluminium head on the Celica. So when it overheated, yes. it had warped it. So you have to skim yeah. the head. Mm. So called called the dealer back. And like I said, this was a dodgy place. And it got basically, because of because it was a coolant thing, I wasn't covered under warranty. So we had this massive argument back and forth with me saying it was literally the day I bought it, I shouldn't have to check the coolant the day I fucking buy it. Well, but, it should be sold in running order. If it's yeah. advertised as being a running car, having no coolant yeah. is not running order. But it was just it was just this it was literally like two days of like hour long phone calls of a back and forth of trying to get this sorted and eventually I think I ended up paying like a hundred quid. I said literally, I will pay for the shipping of the engine block and that is it. So I paid yeah. hundred I paid I think it was 100 quid or 120 quid, and it took them fucking ages 
took them absolutely ages to do it. Because, like, the engine the engine um, head came back, skimmed, and they put it all back in place. And then it turned... Funnily enough, turns out there was other issues with the car that were causing it what? to not run, surprisingly was enough. Was it second-hand? Oh, fully. It was 186,000 miles, second-hand from a shitty garage down mm. the road from me. I only paid a grand for the car. But, like, um, when it was, like, when I was talking to them about it all, it was like, oh, yeah, it's going to have a brand new radiator and all this and all that. Fucking, as soon as I get the car, I look... It's not a fucking brand new radiator at all. It's old as shit. Yeah. <laughs> so it was just it was just to the point it was just you know what? Take your fucking 100 quid and don't ever fucking contact me about any cars ever again. And yeah. I'm never fucking coming here ever again to buy any cars from you cuz you're just fucking scam artists. I had the car for about 5 or 6 months and then that was when I drove it to Shrewsbury to test drive the Z4. I part exchanged it for the Z4 for a hundred pounds or a hundred and fifty pounds, I think it was. Um, and I literally said to them, "I don't think it will get me home, so I'm just going to leave it here. My wife is going to take me home." So I part exchanged it, left the car there for a week, and then went back and picked up the Z4. <laughs> I mean, at least it was quite the upgrade. I mean, it's a shame about the indicator, but at least the car was running otherwise. Yeah, I mean, the thing with the Z4, that, that car was the best and worst car I've ever had because it was so... It was a lovely car. Yeah, but, it was so yeah. nice. And it was so nice to drive. It was, it was fucking fast as well. But it was just... yeah. It just had so many issues, and I think mine was kind of similar with your Volvo, except yours was definitely cursed. Mine was just a lemon. Yeah. So and yeah, I'm the hairdresser jacket. experience. But you huh? think how many miles did your Z4 have on it when you picked it up? Do you remember? No, I don't remember off the top of my head. I know it wasn't a load because it was one owner before me, and it was literally just. Yeah. I think it literally was a hairdresser owner before me. That's the funny thing. Yeah, because <laughs> this Volvo only has sixty-four thousand miles on the clock. It, for a seven-year-old car, that really is not a lot at all. That's less than 10,000 miles a year. Yeah. And the one I'm picking up is even less. It's a year newer with 55,000 miles on it, yeah. so it really is a You should have saved your car. money and gone for one of those ones. I've seen one on Auto Trader. It's had, like, one owner. This it's one's got one owner. condition. That one's got it's one got, owner. It's got, like, 90,000 miles on it. I think you're on about those old grandpa ones, aren't you? Yeah. Big square. It's drawn like a kid draws a fucking car like that. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> they are good. Those are actually really... If I had the money, like, if I, if I had just this infinite pool of money to, like, modify cars, I would love one of those and just put, like, a silly engine in it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Something ridiculous. There's, an, there's a 2J-powered one on YouTube. There's a video of it just, like, absolutely annihilating a V10 M5. It's so funny. <laughs> I would, I would love to get like a car and just like do an engine swap. And I can only yeah. imagine how much the insurance would be on that, though. Because let's face yeah. it, well, I was going to do it on the Jimny. What was you going to change the engine for? VTEC. It's a. It's they call <laughs> the standard engine. What we call an M13A. There's the M16A, which is the engine out of a Suzuki Swift Sport. So it's the 1.6 of the same engine it puts it up from, you know, 83 horsepower to 130. But you can be a bit cheeky with it because unless you look, you if you look at the engine, it's the same casting. It's just obviously been bored out more on the yeah. inside. So it's like you could swap that engine in and if someone was to open the bonnet, it literally looks identical to the mm. stock engine unless you took really the head off and measured it. 
Yeah, without pulling to bits. Yeah. So it's like lot, some people do swap them in, and I was thinking of doing that swap myself because it just that's the probably the Achilles heel of the Jimny is the tiny little engine that just it struggles to do anything basically. Um, just actually, because I think Becky's getting Becky's asking about one. I think it was either you or Tom, and I, I think it was Tom that she was on about where Tom had a uh, the panda that he straight piped. Tom. <laughs> uh, he didn't straight pipe it, but he did put a sports exhaust on it. Yeah, because it was just we, we it made just, an exhaust for it. Yeah, it just made it sound ridiculous. You haven't heard his mini. You haven't heard I his have, mini. That is I have. the cat. Yeah, I watched a video of that the other on, day on Instagram. Oh, it, yeah, because it, <laughs> it, it doesn't do pants. it justice in, in, in person. It's uh, it's quite loud. <laughs> it's it's funny. It sounds lovely to be fair. Like, especially like I, I took it for a spin and you put it in sport and it's just like it's basically just the button to make the exhaust make loads of crackling and it's so funny. I've been uh, looking at exhausts and shit for my car. Yeah, you're looking at modifying. Hey, that's right? You, I, mean, that's I still think you should like, wrap it. You don't need to modify the car. I still think you should I'd wrap it. I still need to wrap it with anime. Oh, he's, no, he's on about getting uh, an anime girl wrapping on it. You need a KNN 57i, a nice pod filter to give it some induction noise, and just a cheeky mm. little back box. I'll make an exhaust. Yeah, I said get Ollie to make you an exhaust, but I yeah. still think you should wrap it. Wrap it in anime girls like you want to. I can't <laughs> I can't make my mind up, though. I owe my allegiance to too many best girls, Kyle. <laughs> There's too many best girls. I cannot merely have one on my car, otherwise I'd be changing it every year, and I don't so- want to think of the cost of that. So middle class, he even has multiple waifus. <laughs> He's a polygamist. <laughs> 2D little 3D gentleman. Do not argue with me. God. Your power level showing. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I do kind of want to move on to the, the next subject that we was on about, especially talking about middle class. Some of the houses that we've been going around in Phasmophobia look very middle class. But Ooh, we wanted to also like talk... My house has two bedrooms. It's smaller than both of yours. <laughs> <laughs> Still has a west wing. Oh, what? I mean, yeah. Does... The, the bedroom that's 20, like two feet away from me over there, probably. <laughs> yes, the west wing. <laughs> and Every house has a west wing. <laughs> oh, yeah. no, you Every get house that... has a west side. You get, you're getting that mistaken. <laughs> that's the neighbor's house, the west wing. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, oh, we've been playing a horror game, and all three of us are shit with horror games. Monumental pussies when it comes to horror games, oh, yes. let's be honest. That's the best way to okay, put it. Okay, let's, yeah. let's just report on our history of horror games that we've played. So, for me, I've played the Resident Evil games, apart from the earlier ones. I didn't really play much of those, but like Resident Evil 4, 5, 6, uh, Code Veronica... I've played a lot of the Resident Evil games because I like those games, and I don't. I don't really class them as ridiculously horror type games. Fear no, no. one and two I've played, but they're still more action horror as well. Yeah, and yeah. I did a. I I did play a bit of Slender, but that was more for a research study that I did because I was doing my dissertation on uh, ambient noises and stuff in horror games. I played that. Yeah. Didn't didn't do well with that. Played a bit of Amnesia, didn't do well with that. Uh, oh, man. And I'd say that's a... Off the top of my head, that's about it, really. 
What are you, Ryan? Um, I played like all of ten minutes of um. Uh, what's the one PewDiePie played? Amnesia. I think I did like Amnesia. What? Let me let me pull up my times on that one. You play Resident Evil Five a bit with me. Yeah, that's not really scary though. That's just fucking. No. Oh my god, what is it? I'm an adult virgin. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've literally played 10 minutes of Amnesia and then I uninstalled it. Okay, so um, in that regard then, that, I guess. None really, like zombie I games, s- but they're not really horror. Uh, th- no, like I, I, I've, I've completed Amnesia. Um, what else have I played? I've I played have the forest. Played... Uh, I've not creepy. played the forest. I've um, not played that. Dead I've space really was quite creepy. Oh, sorry. Uh, yes, I've played, I've played a bit of dead, dead space. space is quite creepy. Um, I completed the first one, and I just never got around to playing the others. Before we continue, just briefly, Dead Space. There's actually a hilarious story about how Dead Space developers were in the same office building as the Sims guys, um, and there was a massive like argument between the Dead Space sound designers and the rest of um, the office for the Sims because they're obviously using the same sound booths. Dead Space guys are going in there with like watermelons and fruit and crushing them and smashing them and just <laughs> fruit and pulps going everywhere in these rooms and it's impossible to clean all of it up so it just stinks the rooms out and apparently the Sims developers yeah. got so annoyed they hired cleaners just to clean up after the other studio. <laughs> the thing is though fuck the sims oh yeah definitely don't let danny hear you say that ship. Rab, oh, dab, no. dab, dab, fuck the sims is basically <laughs> yeah. Sorry, yeah, so you got anything s- else on my steam yeah. i played uh, about i played about 76 minutes of alan wake is that oh i played alan wake is that played alan alan wake. Wake. it's a thriller alan, oh, alan wake's okay. a thriller more than I've a horror not game that. yeah I, I remember um, I've played, I played a lot of PlayStation 2 demos of horror games back when I used to I used to yeah. basically get the PlayStation magazine which came with playable demos. I played a lot of the horror game demos and I remember there was one game that used to stick with stick with me in my head for some reason that just kind of fell off to the side that no one talked about and only recently have I seen it come back on YouTube as like a this is an obscure game and its title is literally obscure and it's set like in um it's like high school i think it was and it uses the same kind of mechanic as alan wake where you need to use light to weaken them and it's it can be played co-op with one person lighting the enemies and the other person attacking them it was actually oh what was that called i know the one you're i i know the one you're talking about but i cannot think of the name it's called it's called Um, obscure it's called obscure was that the one where once you die, that was it. I'm not sure. There was a, I, I literally there was only like played a, the demo. There was an MMO horror game where once you you could play it once, you had one life, and once you died, it was like it wasn't just permadeath. You couldn't play the game again. It's, it's but I cannot Secret remember what World, it was called. I remember, I remember Secret World had some horror elements, but it wasn't like that. No, there was a. I cannot remember the name of it. Someone might be able to remember what it is. I'm sure if I googled it, you'd find it because I remember it was quite a big deal. It was a good, easily. Yeah. I don't know, six at least like five or six years ago. It was quite some time back now, but that was a cool concept, and the gameplay looked quite interesting. Like, I think it was actually like 
you're in a dark world and you have to carry a light through the world, but as a result, everyone else can see you. Yeah. So, like, you're just a person in the dark carrying this light, and everyone else is basically like a demon trying to come get you. But I, I can't remember the... It was something like that. I'm only remembering it in kind of flashes. I'm sure if I Googled it, I'd be able to find it fairly quickly. I play I remember, like... The Wild 8, which isn't, like, 100% horror. What's that one? It's probably, like, more kind of thriller, close to thriller, but it's a survival game as well. Uh, not yeah. that one. You're basically in, like, a... a it's, like, a basically a polygon kind of style-looking game, and you're in, like, a, a snowy area, like a big snowy... Like a mountain retreat area. I think I've seen like that play. Yeah. Train bits that you collect, and there's like they've been doing kind of like Fallout style tests underground, and there's a lot of kind of like spooky, a lot of being attacked like, by weird wolves. Things. Yeah, there's a lot of like survival aspects where you're just fighting wolves and bears yeah. and stuff. But there's a lot of kind of like the backstory is very kind of creepy, and there's so a, there was... like a lot of paranormal monsters you have to fight. There was a PlayStation yeah. game that I um, remember where it is a big Japanese um, PS3 horror. There was um, Siren, it was called Siren Blood Curse, is the PlayStation 3 variant, but I can't remember what it was called on PlayStation 2 because I played the demo on PlayStation 2. And this one was a really weird one where um, I think it has some of the guys from the Resident Evil games who made it with them. Full on survival horror. But it had this really weird mechanic where basically, if your if you focused your character, you could basically use an ability where you could see through the enemy's eyes. Like if there's say like three zombies in the area, you can use. I think they called it like um eye jack or something, where you could um see through your enemy's eyes. Like so, you'd be like hiding somewhere, use their eyes to see if you can see where they're going, so you can then go your own way. But one of the scariest fucking right. things I ever had happen to me when I was playing the demo in that game is I thought I was hiding somewhere safe. I'm watching through another like zombie or whatever they were called eyes. All of a sudden, I'm thinking, "Wait a minute, I remember that hallway." And then he turns around the corner, and there's me thinking I'm safe. Oh fuck, he's seen me because I'm looking through his eyes, and my character's just there, like while it's looking through the other people's eyes. <laughs> I'm just trying to find that game, and I cannot find it. The one I was on about, where you can only play yes. it once. I, I I cannot remember the name of it. Yeah, if ever so if it, ever it you want to see crazy horror, look at Siren. Siren is. I think. Um, I thought, oh shit! What was it? Uh, Siren. Uh, that was a PS2 game, wasn't it? Yeah, there was originally one on PS2, and then there was one on PlayStation 3 as well. I've yeah, I've seen some gameplay. It does look good. Like that strikes me as quite a good game. It's 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 Japanese that... horror is definitely very it very much stands on its own as it's a, a genre. Very, it's, like it's not I've, just horror. I've noticed it can be very hit or miss, dependent yes, on yeah. what they because the Japanese are obviously very spiritual, and they find like ghosts and the paranormal very very scary but a lot of the time in western games ghosts aren't usually that scary it's monsters in it no it's more monsters and things for us yeah it's more actually well p 
people as well usually are more scary for us as well. But like I remember there was one as well. Fa- yeah, like a do you psycho. Play, yeah, do you ever play Fatal Frame? I know of it. I've seen gameplay of it. So it literally is the... um, I can't remember. There's one... Because there's so many of them, because it's such a popular franchise. It's the one franchise. where you take pictures into yeah, it. I've you take, seen you've got it. The camera's the weapon, isn't it? Yes, yeah, the camera's the weapon. Yeah, it's supposed to be playing it. There's it different PewDiePie. I think it's PewDiePie's PewDiePie played it, yeah. But there's ones where um, the different film does like different damage to the enemies and stuff, and I'm sure there's one where it's not just like the gameplay, but the story itself is fucking mental. I can't remember which one it is, but it's like... Is it one of you the old are, ones or one of the newer ones? I can't remember. I was watching, I the think, this guy Eclipse, called... The Tormented Spirit I think it's Butterfly Cameron. or something. Oh, yeah. Crimson Butterfly. Crimson Butterfly, that's it. Because I was watching um, a guy watching YouTube called Neo, and he was playing it. And as you're playing through the game, your sister's with you this entire time. But, like, it's just really weird because you only find out at the end, oh, it turns out your sister's fucking dead. But she was sacrificed or something weird like that. It's just like that's the, the one I've watched me playing. It's fucking. It, just, it goes like naught to a hundred. Like what the fuck? That's just Japan though. With a lot of their stuff, is it goes like really yeah, fast. very wacky and flamboyant, isn't it? A lot of yeah. time. That's what Which I think. Go on, Ollie. It can be. It can be a blessing and a curse. Sometimes it makes things really like amazing and hit really hard, and sometimes it can just be a bit cheesy. Yeah. Mm, See, I, I've I've always had a thing for like um like the Resident Evil later games because so many people like bag on like Resident Evil five and six for being not true Resident Evil games and all this kind of stuff. But it's just like Resident Evil six is an amazing fucking game. Like people hate it because of the because of the original Resident Evils and stuff. But it's such a good fucking game. And I'll fight anyone who fucking says it's not. <laughs> I thought that game would be really easy to find, but man, I cannot find it at all. Like I'm just trying to find that one. All I remember was like it was a really dark world, and like the pl- a player would be carrying a light, mm. and obviously the light was like really radiant, and would like you could see it from really far away in this dark world. And what would then happen is everyone, some players would carry the light, and some would be th- maybe it was the case if you could only carry the light once and then you could only play from that point could only play as like a ghoul or whatever it was yeah but i just can't i can't find it i just or that's the only thing i can remember about the premise is that you carry like this really bright light through a dark world uh i'm just gonna google it game where you carry light in dark world i bet your eye comes up i just cannot remember what it was called it was a it was a it was quite like a, a game bit... where if you die, you can't play Upsilon Upsilon Circuit. No, it's not that. There is a weird, like, cryptic game. Oh, no, this isn't it. Like, I remember reading about once where basically if there you die was... in the game, you die in the real. No, life. no, it was um, it was a very, very <laughs> weird game. It became like part of like some like creepy pastas as well because of how obscure the game is. Like. Very, very few limited copies of it. And basically, when you started up the game, there was two characters you could play as. One was a female and one was a ghost, but you couldn't see the ghost at all. So it was very difficult to, like, play the game because you can't see your character. 
play as the girl, you can only do so much, and then the game will just end. And I can't remember like what the game was called originally, but it became this like weird cult like phenomenon, like where someone got a hold of a copy of this incredibly rare game and started trying to play it on YouTube, and there was only like two videos, one of him playing it, and then you don't hear anything for like months and months, and the next video is him just fucking breaking down crying or something on YouTube. It was like this really fucking weird, obscure like kind of phenomenon that happened. I just like I'd, I'd be interested right. to see if I can like find the name of the game again. Yeah, that'd be it interesting. Like... It sounds like a creepy pasta to me. Yeah, but... it, it does yeah. sound like a creepy pasta, but you can get copies like of the game. It's like the game set up. The game it's was not a real Polybius, thing. is it? No, Polybius was the one that was used. It might be. Mate, just... It was supposed to be some government experiment, wasn't it? Yeah, or the P- Polybius was an arcade game that was about. It was. It was meant to be linked to the MK Ultra. Um, that stuff. was it, yeah. Uh, MK Ultra yeah. is obviously definitely a thing. MK Ultra has already been like revealed, and oh yeah, the older stuff's been revealed. The fucking atrocity. There was some dark shit that happened with that, from what I remember reading. But I think Polybius yeah. is is still in well and truly in the urban legend side of things, where there'll be people that swear oh, absolutely. They definitely like, there's no it. proof that it existed. But yeah, I don't know. It's um. There's a, there's have you ever read the uh, creepy pasture about the sleep experiment the Russians did on the bunch of Germans? Like I did at some point. I, I have, but it was such a long time ago. I can't really remember. Yeah, it. that was a good creepy pasta. That was a good. That was probably one of the most common creepy pastas yeah. as well. Well, it's a widely known. It's like you wouldn't you wouldn't be surprised if like bits of it were real. I mean. I guess that's what makes a good creepypasta is that it can almost be believable. There was... There's one that I remember reading that fucking shook me, like, just because of the way the story was, and it was about a guy who... He went to do one of those, like... You know what? You know how you see, like, oh, medical trials. We'll pay you five grand to do a medical trial. All those kind of things. He basically did yeah. one of those in America. Um, Went to this office, and literally it was just him. They put him in a room in a seat, and then she said, all we want you to do is try and envision another one of you sat in front of you. That's all we want you to do. And he did that for literally hours. Until eventually, mm. he could envision himself, like physically envision himself again in front of himself. And then they'd like, go to him, right, okay, so now we, now we can get you to do that. Now we need you to talk to it. And he'd try and talk to it, and when he'd talk, it would, like, he'd lose his focus, it would disappear, and it would talk another, like, couple of days or weeks of him doing this for him to then actually be able to talk to it and it not disappear. And it goes on and on and on, where, like, eventually he starts having a conversation with himself as, like, a doppelganger type thing. And then they start seeing if they can make him lose his concentration so that it disappears, and eventually he can do it where it will never disappear. And it goes down the line of, like whenever he's like talking to people this other doppelganger of him would say just say this and he'd say it and it would work if he was trying to flirt with a girl because it was basically as if it was like it was his subconscious saying to him what he should just do anyway but it just gets creepier and weirder and weirder because it gets to the point where like the doppelganger starts trying to get him to do stuff that he shouldn't do 
and all the stuff. And you know where you get those really like you see her titties over there. <laughs> Grab them. Well, you know, you know when like <laughs> it's me, you're subconscious. It, it's basically it basically tries to push the boundaries of how like you know you get those like weird thoughts like you walk down the street and it's just like, fucking kick the cat, and you have that weird thought. No, why the fuck would I do Funnily that? Funnily enough, I've never had a every day. Like that. No, it's it's a psychological phenomenon. It's literally I can't remember the what child it's called. It's off called, the bridge. Yeah, it's no, it's that's... called it's called something something along the lines of like um, intrusive disruptive thoughts or something like that. I can't. It's really like when you you if you're near a cliff edge and you just have that weird thought of like just jump now. I could just jump off that cliff. Yeah, yeah like, or like yeah, you put yeah, your phone in your hands or something. It's like I could just eat just my throw phone it. off it. Yeah. It's yeah. just it's it's it pl- basically the way the doppelganger story it plays off the mind where it starts pushing him to do these things and eventually the guy locks himself in his room and he just has he just basically doesn't need anyone else he just converses with the doppelganger but the doppelganger starts evolving into this weird fucked up kind of like version of himself where he starts to actually like physically get harmed by the doppelganger it's most likely all in his head he's probably just harming himself but then he goes back to the guys who did the test with him to try and get anything fixed, and it's just they just end up like locking him in the room, drugging him up, and all. it's like it's one of those ones where it goes like more and more and more escalate. I'll have to try and find the copy pasta because it's it's a really interesting read, but it like fucked me up with the headwise. Headwise, what do the numbers mean, Mason? <laughs> what do they mean? It's um, four chans X is a good board for. Well, it's that paranormal board, so it's a good one for like creepy pastas and stuff like that. Yeah. And uh, mm. K weirdly was a good board for him as well. Um, the the best the best post I've ever seen on K is just the simple "Who would win, the sun or a thousand marines?" and the first reply is just "Just attack at night." <laughs> My God, <laughs> they've done it. <laughs> yeah, Jesus Christ, Jason Bourne. <laughs> I, I do enjoy a good a good creepypasta and i think because i think it's because growing up like my granddad used to tell me like ghost stories and then like i used to watch shows like most haunted and i used to just eat that shit up and oh just, fucking like... most haunted was trash i watched oh, it's it terrible it trash it's I'd terrible loved... but as a kid i loved it see i'd love i'd love to go and do shit like that with you guys because i know it would just be his thing so what, what's the name of this ghost meant to be apparently oh apparently there was an older like uh, widow called Wendy. Yo, Wendy, you bitch! What up? <laughs> Wendy, your pussy smells wreck. <laughs> it's so... Oh, that reminded me. Uh, I've got to Google it because I've got to show you it. But, um... Oh, shit, what was it? It was when they had the... the. Did you guys ever watch Most Haunted? I watched a lot of it, yeah, because they came, they came to my hometown uh, at one point. They came to Nottingham and did something Derek Akora. Yeah. And there's one where like he 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 gets possessed, and he says something like, "Wendy sucks cocks out of nowhere when he's at the piece." And it's the I'll see if I can find it. It's the funniest thing. <laughs> is it? That's just how crap it is. Oh, what was it? It's. It won't take me long to find it. Most haunted was, castles of it was, Britain. Like, it's I've been in a fair few castles in Britain and never have I thought, oh shit, this place be haunted. No, because I've I've been around a load like with National Trust as well. Like I think it's weird mm. for me because like I can sit and watch hours and hours of documentaries about like serial killers or like atrocities and things like that. 
and be perfectly fine. But as soon as it comes to like watching a purpose-built horror movie or horror like game where it's purpose-built to scare you and to get under your skin, I'm, I'm just like, nah, I can't, I can't do that. I, I Boys, just don't find that fun. Derek Akora died the start of this year. Wait, what? Really? 3rd of January 2020, he died at the age of 69. That's it. That's where it all went wrong. Shit. This is where 2020 he, started going. He, shit. he was the Mate, man holding back dead. the demons. He was yeah, the man holding back the spirits. Why, this is why he's going to shit, bro. Because <laughs> he's not able to stuff. Boys, we need, oh, to, we, need to, we need to get back on that phasmophobia train up because then we need to go do it in real life we need to take over yeah that's <laughs> what it is it's just training like just remembering how he looks all i can think of is um peter k's phoenix knights where they have the psychic come on and he's just like i'm getting the word no <laughs> that's it it's uh met mary loves dick if you um <laughs> if you just Google like most haunted Mary loves dick. It's so funny. Uh, I think it was most haunted anyway. Uh, yeah, it's there. I've just found I'll, it. I'm not. I'll put it. I'll, I'll watch it after the. Um, I'll watch it after the. He just podcast. goes. It reminds me of that one where there's the guy and he's like, "Can you tell me your name? <laughs> the person who died here. Can you tell me your name?" And where people have just edited stuff in and they've edited it. My name's Jeff, and he's like, oh. <laughs> 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 "My name's Jeff." My name's Jeff. There was oh, a God. yeah. It's there's God. a fucking hilarious video that like kind of plays off that most haunted vibe thing, and it was basically um. You guys remember Mr. Blobby, don't you? Of course, I remember Mr. Blobby. So, Mr. Blobby actually had like a house in a like park. a theme park. Uh, yeah, it was but a it, house. It was a full theme park. It's yeah. Well, it, his his house was in part part of this theme park as a whole. Yeah, but the theme park shut down. Um, the house was left. Everything was overgrown. And this guy basically did this video where he'd found it, and he like made it out like he'd found it. He was like, oh my god, this, this house over here is like really weird. He just like starts like filming, going through, looking through. He's like, oh wow, it's like Mr. Blobby like paraphernalia and stuff. And he's looking around like, man, this is actually kind of kind of weird. And he's like making like they like did the you know how you can get the low 40 hertz rumble in horror movies and games which just kind of makes your chest unsettled yeah, yeah. unsettles you yeah so they got that in it and like he's looking around it goes it goes into like this one bit looks down at the floor looks up out the window and it's just fucking mr blobby there and he's fucking going oh my god and then you just hear mr blobby blobby and he starts hearing him like running around and as the guy tries to run out the building he just comes round the corner and runs at the guy and he's just going ah! and then he just cuts the video <laughs> <laughs> mr uh, fucking a national treasure national treasure yeah <laughs> it's all those things that just like Big fat quiz of the year, and Jack White all shits himself. Mr. Blobby's <laughs> fucking terrifying at times, let's face yeah. it. Mr. <laughs> Blobby's hilarious, bro. I mean, look at that big oh. googly eyed bitch. Did you ever. There was one, one, of the, one of the best things I remember was um, they had uh, Nevermind the Buzzcocks, and they have the. Um, there's a round where basically you have to get someone oh, they have to the guess the. 
Well, they have to get someone to guess the song name, but you're not allowed to say the name of the song. So, like, um, one of them was Strike Me Utilising a Drummer's Wand, which was Hit Me With Your Rhythm Stick. And it came up with the Mr. Blobby song. And one guy just turned and just went, Pink, Spotty, Rubbery, Twat. It's Mr. Blobby. <laughs> Mr. Blobby is a, a TV icon. I can remember watching, I found a bunch of episodes on YouTube, and there's one where he goes to the airport, and he goes with his wife, Mrs. Blobby. And instead of, like, taking her through the normal, like, check-in, he just yeets that bitch on the x-ray machine. <laughs> <laughs> And then they get on the plane and then they're like, oh, Mr. Blobby, do you want to see the pilot? And he goes to the fucking front of his plane because Noel, what is his name, can actually fly. Yeah. They've got him geared up in full. Like, obviously, he wasn't going to fly this jumbo jet, but they've got him all geared up in his pilot, this pilot gear. And Mr. Blobby's like, yo, fuck that shit. <laughs> he fucking books it all the way back out the airport. <laughs> Oh man, Mr. Blobby is just. Oh man, I fucking hated Wait, that hold shit. Hold on, VHS. We got VHS from where it's fucking gold dust. Love Mr. Blobby. I, I, I mean, I remember there was. Um, I mean, still keeping on the theme of like scary stuff. I remember like some of the older cartoons there were where it would do like slightly scarier or creepy stuff, and some of that shit was genuinely fucking terrifying at times. Like how how did they get away with it? What was like, that? Sorry. Fucking- Doctor Who used to be scary, and you've got like the what's yeah. the gas oh. mask. Are you my mummy? That the gas mask. F- there was the library episode where the who turned out the lights. That was quite creepy. Where Which like, one was library, that one? Yeah, there was, there was, that was like it wasn't the scariest. That's a good one. It had a very. It was very like, and then at the end, it was very sad. Like with the the people who were trapped in the library as well, like in the books. I don't yeah, know the library yeah. episode. Which 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 doctor was it for the library episode? David uh, Tennant. It's when he was with Catherine Tate. It was, yes, it was. Which one was Catherine? Because it was the oh, first yeah. River Song episode. I re- I remember. The I can't died. remember it was the episode she died. And they put her in the library. Is that the one where there was in like the suits or so? I can't remember that. Yeah, episode. yeah, they're in, yeah. The they they're in the white suits, and uh, the their visors would black out, and basically, like the idea was that it would kill them, but their suits would capture soul or something so like they die yeah. but they'd keep repeating the last thing they'd say before they die yeah. so like the first time it happens the the guy's suit blacks out and he just goes hey who turned out the lights so everyone looks at him and his visor's black oh that's weird and they're like oh that's weird let me try and fix it and he says hey who turned out the lights again it's a bit weird because he says it exactly the same every time yeah and then um, like and they're like gary are you okay and then he just keeps going hey who turned out the lights and then like after a few seconds, the blackness just like fades, and it's, he's just—he's just a skeleton in the suit. Yeah, I remember now. And the the it? idea is, that... it's like like a, a in the shadows, weren't it? Like a monster. Yeah, they're in the shadows. They're like they—they they actually lived in the shadows or yeah. something. But like that was a I'm, good episode. That, I mean, Rana's was the description they used when it was like a, like a just a flesh eater. Yeah, basically. Yeah. If if you're gonna talk about scary Doc Two episodes, we all know the top one is Don't Blink. Yeah, they don't, they yeah. Don't, with the was, Weeping uh, Angels. It's a That's thriller episode. Yeah, I, 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 didn't, I didn't like the idea of them. The thing is, the first one they did with the Weeping Angels, that was really good, terrifying stuff. For that was me. the scariest. 
that they did the second one where they showed them moving at times. That one just kind of ruined it. But that first, yeah, one, that's in fact I, from what I know, that one was so like well done and ingrained. Like loads of games and other series will use it as like an Easter egg. As an Easter egg, yeah. Well, a, Witcher three has it. That's it. Yeah, Witcher three has one. Just it. Yeah. yeah, you go into like a there's, tomb, um, don't you? There's a like just a kind of nondescript little chapel out in the middle of nowhere, and if you go inside it, there's two angel statues like either side of the door, and it's only activated I think if you go inside the chapel yeah. and pick something up. But from there, if you go outside and like look at the angels and look away and look back, they'll move. Yeah, I and think- I think some other games do it as well. I think I want to say um, Fallout Four might have Fallout Four definitely did it because it shit me up. But I think they do it with mannequins. Mannequins, yeah. And I, I, yeah. I don't, I don't like mannequins at the best of times. No, <laughs> I think I tell, if you don't like mannequins, then um, what was the game? Uh, Condemned. Condemned. I've just watched that. Um, had the mannequin scene. Yeah, there was. Indie Mouse on YouTube is doing a thing currently called Shocktober, so I've been watching his videos, and I've actually bought his merch because the artwork's really fucking cool for Shocktober. But the um, he played through Condemned, and he got to that mannequin scene where like oh. everywhere he's moving, they just keep changing. Some of them are actually like alive as well, and then like there's a bit where he dropped down a hole and looked back up, and they're all just around the hole looking down at him. Yeah, the whole <laughs> thing is just creepy. I think the idea is that. I can't even remember what it is now. I want to say, like, some of them are just mannequins and some are people. Yeah. But they... Oh, God, yeah. I remember that's one of the first... kind of Condemned, I think, is one of the first horror games. I've not played it. I did play the demo. Yeah. But, like, that's a game that I, I think... A, Along with fear, because fear was notoriously at the time quite a scary game. I, I loved I think, Fear and Fear 2. Fear and Fear 2 are amazing yeah. games. They're but like I think Condemned was definitely the one that really had like a lasting impression on me. Yeah. As like being a fucking scary game. But yeah, it's I mean I played I remember I know Bioshock, the original Bioshock wasn't really a it's not a horror game, it's not a scary game, but there were times when you'd go into areas um and like this, I think what were they called? They were called splitters or something, or splicers. Splicers called. But you'd like go into it, and because they all had kind of a mannequin esque body anyway, and they wore the mask, you'd go into areas where there'd be like loads of like things that could be people. But, splicers, yeah. And it was like but you don't know. If I had all the ammo in the world, I would just shoot each individual thing in the head and see if they came alive, because that was a way of doing it. But it's like. I don't have all that ammo to do this. <laughs> so you'd try, yeah, and, yeah. you'd try and really discern as to which one was which, and you'd like shoot one and be like, yeah, that's fine, I've got one. Then you'd walk, and then another one would wake up. I think I think it's quite interesting just like looking back over how game, horror games have developed as well, because like, Fear, I think, for the most part, it wasn't that psychological. Like It, it did rely kind of on jump scares a little bit. Not as like... more so like i remember there was one in fear where you're just in this one building and you just go down a ladder so like you walk up to the ladder you get on it and as you turn around and she's She's right there there. did you did you know that um so i i found that one and i i remembered make that made me jump and i remember the second time i went through that bit i didn't want to have that jump scare again so i just jumped down rather than doing the ladder but if you jump down you like get a bit stunned from the fall damage and when you wake back up 
she's there in front of you anyway. So you can't. <laughs> so they basically the made it scare. so you always have a yeah. <laughs> it's like they're not they're not jump scares in the conventional sense, but I would still say they're kind of just jump scares. But like, it's interesting looking at how horror games develop. Like with Amnesia, it's like it's very psychological, and you can't fight it. You just have to run. Yeah and hide and i think that's interesting but also like looking at um phasmophobia that we're playing now i think that's very very psychological to be fair i can i can bear in mind that's a vr game i couldn't touch that game in vr oh i'd not be because it's very immersive i would brick it that's the bit i hate the most out of things is when I feel like I'm in cable. So, you know, you have a bad dream where you just have dreams as well, where you just feel like, like you can't do stuff. Like I have a lot of dreams where I'm having to like fight and like, mm, fight and you can't punch. Stuff. And I feel like you can't run punch. and like you're punching them, but the punch just isn't connected. You're not, it you're feels not like, like you're punching yeah. underwater. It feels like you're punching underwater. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what yeah, it's yeah. like. Yeah. I, and I hate it. And I always wake up and I get very tense about it and very like stressed out and anxious. Cause I'm just like, bitch i want to be able to know that if like in real life i'm not gonna punch somebody my arms just gonna like turn into fucking jelly <laughs> a noodle yeah yeah i i get the you i get are. that one and like you were saying ollie with the running away where it feels like you just your like, legs are like under. it feels like you're up to your thighs in water almost yeah. not getting it yeah i mean um just yeah, briefly touching back with the uh the whole like jump scare thing um we was on about like I remember I said to you guys about how I played uh, Nightmare House 2, um, which was like a source mod for... It was actually a mod for... I, I think I played that as well. Half-Life 2 Episode 2, it was a mod based off of that engine. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I remember that game was fucking terrifying for me. It um, was creepy. I tried, tried playing on YouTube. I tried doing like 15-minute long episodes. I couldn't even do eight minutes at times. That's how fucking scared I'd get. But they they made it so... I couldn't do what I'd normally do, like in Bioshock. You couldn't just like, oh, there's a body on the floor. Will it wake up? Well, let's just shoot it and find out. You'd shoot it and nothing would happen. But the way they scripted the game, they would be considered inanimate objects until you've passed a certain point, in which case they would then wake up and then attack you. And I remember there was one bit that thoroughly, thoroughly made me like nearly have a brown pant moment. And... You'd go into, it was in the hospital at the time, and you'd go into this one bit where it was like a little locker room. You'd go in, the door would shut behind you, and like, okay, that's kind of normal at this point. Every door shuts behind me. I'm used to it. So you'd like, you'd look around, you'd pick a few bits, and by this point, you'd realise that the tannoy system is actually talking to you, because there's been a few moments where you'd be walking around and goes, all patients need to make sure they take their painkillers. That includes you kind of thing. There'd be moments like that and you'd be in this room and you'd look around and it would go, please be aware. And it just didn't say anything and be like, okay, try and go out the door I came and it's locked. Okay, so go to go to this other door, walk over to it and as you walk over it, it would go, I'm behind you. Over, you'd just fucking turn around, jump out my skin because there'd be the female like antagonist character right behind you who said over the tunnel system she's behind you, but it fucking made me jump out of my skin like thoroughly. Like I, I need to stop. I can't play this game anymore. Yeah, it's too str. I tell you, a game I played. It's not even strictly horror, um, but it kind of is when you play it in VR. And I'm trying. Shit, what was it called? I bought it. 
and I bought it at a time where I was having quite a difficult time, like mental health wise, or I was getting quite anxious easy. And I tried to play it for about a minute and I had to refund it because it was just too stressful. Oh, shit, what's it called? Is it my, it's body count, I think it's called. And it's like, the idea is I think you're a policeman. Is it body count? Body count? I don't think it's body count because I remember a game called Body Count. Oh, what was it called? Yeah, Body um, Count's like an action game. Yeah, no. Um, what's Corridor Digital's channel called now? I forget what it's called. Node. Node. No, or is it Node? Node's yeah, their it's game Node. channel. They played it on Node. Let's dig back a little bit. Uh, was it's it the one about Duck Hunt? Was no, the where... that's their game. Oh, that's yeah, because I remember that one's got some really creepy bits in it with the dog, hasn't it? Uh, yeah, but it's uh, oh shit, what's it called? I'll know it as soon as I see well, it. Said, it's gonna uh, really annoy me. When you were talking about mannequins, it reminds me of when I was a marshal at uh, my airsoft site in Derby. Yeah, just come close to your microphone a bit, dude. You're a bit quiet. And sorry. uh, and in there. They they had mannequins everywhere, and oh, it's God. fine when you're playing day games or you're playing games and you're all up there because you're all there's like loads of you up there. As soon as you're closing up for the night and you've got to go and check everything, make sure there's no fires, and shut all the doors, uh, the fire doors and the stairs. Bear in mind, we'd we'd have ghosts like companies come in multiple times, and I'm not. Usually superstitious, but mm. there was a lot of people who were interested in coming to our site because of ghosts. And I'm like, when there's a certain, even though they all may be nut jobs, when there's a certain amount of people coming there, and I'm going upstairs, sure. the <laughs> there may be nut jobs, but surely a hundred nut jobs must be right. <laughs> well, no, I'm not saying they're right, but I'm saying is like they could have been like they could. There's something weird was happening there at times because like. You'd go upstairs, and like in Phantasma, it'd be fucking freezing cold, and it'd be like a summer's day, and it's no way it'd have got that cold that fast. So it's a bit like, and there's times when you just be stood there, and you just feel like you get a bit of a, like, yeah, I know you get it everywhere, but it just felt a bit too, nah, I didn't like it. Just didn't feel right. Didn't feel yeah, right. I didn't like it. I did, I felt uneasy there. Like these yes. people who go and stay there, and I'm like, a hundred percent, fuck that shit. Because they were like, oh, do you want to go and do it with them? I went, no, I'm alright. I want thanks. to go back to my nice um, bed at home. The game was called Blood Trail, um, and I, I bought it on. I bought it the 25th of April at. Bear with me, what time did I buy it? 8:42 p.m. Let's see what time I refunded it because it was the same day. Eight forty-two p.m. and I refunded it at. Oh, sorry, it says when I refu- I refunded it at eight forty-two, but I bought it and refunded it on the same day. So you probably like, bought it not... at like eight <laughs> thirty. <laughs> probably it was something you. like. It was. It's not a horror game, but. In VR, when someone towers over you, because basically the the idea is you're a policeman and you're basically going into like a crack den, basically, and the enemies are just like these really tall, lanky skinheads with like knives and stuff. But like, 
it feels like you're in a dark, decrepit old apartment complex and there are tall, skinny crackheads with knives coming at you. And it was just... But the way they react to being shot is really realistic. That's kind of why it, I, it, it was such a thing, because it was a really visceral game. And like the guns are really loud indoors and stuff like that. But like, I tried it and I was just like, nope. I could probably play it now, but fuck me at the time. It was just like, no, this is too stressful. But yeah, yeah it's called Blood Trail. Trail. I think VR is really the game that makes horror even more. Because obviously, unlike in playing conventional where we can just like nope and just turn away kind of thing with vr you can't turn away and i remember I played, you can close your eyes yeah i played the demo <laughs> i can't remember what the name of the game was but it was basically it was one of those games in vr where you just stood there and zombies would just come at you and you'd just shoot them but it was in a really really like dark environment and um i remember i played the demo it was really really fucking dark and it was the gunplay was fine but the noises of everything gets to you and stuff, and then all of a sudden, like the game just started getting like more and more, just like darker. If you know, and like the enemies would start yeah. to like get quicker, and like you turn around, there'd be one right fucking there, and it was just like it got to the point where it's just like, nah, I'm, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> so Blood Trail says you are a uh, Wendigo, which I'm presuming you just- are Wendigo. Yeah, the guy's you, name's are, Wendigo, oh, no, you are yeah. Wendigo, yeah. You're a hard-hearted contract killer tasked with annihilating a fanatical call. And I'm just watching this clip of them and how they move. And it's, it's like fucking cra- crazy cool people kind yeah. of bullshit. It's, yeah, it's like, imagine someone like off their tits on drugs coming at you with a knife, like yeah. fully cracked. But the way they react to being shot, like, unfortunately, I've seen some, like, body cam footage of people being shot and stuff, and, like, the way yeah. people kind of slump when they're shot, yeah. and it's exactly the same in this game. Like, it looks... It sounds like you shoot so Like, in VR, you can shoot people, and it's like, oh, yeah, they die, but it's like, in this, it's like, you feel they, like they, you've they, actually they just are. shot they someone. They like someone's dying, yeah. Yeah, I it's, mean, it's always... Is, it's the times that get me is when you see those body cams and the people just keep fucking going because the amount of adrenaline going through their body... Yeah. That's yeah. the fucking scary ones. Oh god, mm. I just I was I just went on Steam to just look up to see if I could find the name of this VR one that I tried that was that made me go no. And I can't find it, but I've just left I've left what the search like? where I was. I, I, it was literally just like a wave-based zombie thing, but the way it was designed and everything just made me just Arizona go, Sunshine? No, no, because no, that one's where you walk around and do stuff. This one was literally just wave-based staying there's, in the same spot. There's a wave time. game mode on it. Oh, right, yeah. It wasn't Arizona Sunshine because it was before that came out. I know exactly the one you're talking about, and I cannot think... Because it was quite popular when VR was first kicking off. It was off, literally one of the first early. ones. Well, let me just say... You cause... stand around in the dark, and I can even see what the zombies look like in my head as well. Yeah. They're quite skinny, aren't they? Like, but bloodied? Yeah, and there's bigger no, ones I know. as well. But, but, so yeah, just, I know the one you mean. Just while I was looking for it, I've just left the search where it is. And on the search bar right now where I'm looking, it, there's one that's literally momo.exe VR and it's literally that Momo face you know the one that made the rounds oh no bro no (laughs) and it's just there and I'm like it came out in August and it looks very like oh wow it's just all blocky but Momo's face is like on the TV and in pictures and stuff and Momo texts you welcome to the spooky game 
Can, can, can we end it here? Because I'm not going to sleep tonight if we carry on. <laughs> oh, we're playing more phas- phas- phasmophobia. Aren't we? I, I, phasmophobia I, I, I don't think I could play anymore, bro. I'm <laughs> I'm going to have to pussy out on this one. Uh, are we going to pussy out and do Bonk Boys instead on Mordhau? We might have to do Bonk Boys. I should some heads. Boys. Yeah. I think next week, I don't know if you guys have got any ideas of what you wanted to talk about, but I'd like to talk about, seeing as we've gone is like ghosts and paranormal activities and obviously games and stuff, and then we talked a little bit about like um, experiments and stuff. I'd like to talk about conspiracy theories because I fucking love Okay, let's do that. Well, okay, well, it'll be a tinfoil gonna... hat episode, boys, so make sure you've got your... Make the tinfoil anybody hat. listening, make sure you've got your tinfoil hats. <laughs> okay, yes. well, well, we'll close it off there because I've only just realised as well we're actually way over time yeah, as well. Um, but yeah, so follow us on Twitter, contact, at contextneeded1. Uh, you can send us shit posts. You can send us memes. You can send us questions. You can send us shitty horror games on Steam. So long uh, as you also send us your four thousand page dissertation. Oh no, that's in the email. email address. That's in the email. If you if you want to send us an email, you have to send us. I think a we 4, should. Up, I should think we should up the tweets as well. And if you're going to tweet us, you've got to send us a letter as well. <laughs> yeah. we, need to, we need we need a PO box just so we can start getting people to send us like hand drawn dissertations with a Not wax even that. seal. I only accept letters sent via owl. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go buy a fax machine, especially to get that old-style Japanese ooh. business mode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fax. We're going about old... St- they still use fax I know, they like still the use bank. it. It's it's so backwards. They use No, Japan the still use them in the offices. Is, the bank's excuse for using it is it's more secure. I'm like, you fucking what? They're not. The best it bit probably is. It's you know not the best bit about it. No, it ain't because you can hard tap into a fax easy as fucking oaks. It's just a phone line. Yeah, um, fair enough. The company on one end would use an emailing system which converted it into a fax, then faxed it over. And then most likely, as soon as it gets over to the fucking bank side, they convert it via like an electronic system anyway. Yeah, so you may as well have just sent a secure email. Yeah. Well, let's move on. So, yeah, context, yeah. Uh, context needed one. Tweet us some shit posts. All your dissertations uh, need to be sent to the context needed UK at gmail.com. Yeah. Com. It's, it's been scrolling. It's, it's been, been scrolling. scrolling underneath, so go by that, uh, not by me. Catch and if up. you are if you are listening to us, it's always in the description as well, so you can follow that rather than me because I'm an idiot. But yeah, so emails need to be 4,000 word dissertation with an abstract on the front and also... We want wax seals if you are going to try and send us stuff. They need to be wax sealed. But from me, Kyle, we got the trash man, scary boy, Ryan. Hey. And we got the shooty McShooty, super rare, scary boy, Ollie. I'm only kind of scared. I am 100% scary boy, Kyle. Definitely. We <laughs> will... monkey scared. Monkey scared. <laughs> We are now going to go do Bonk Boys and Maud Howe. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for watching. And we will see you all next week. Bye-bye. Bye.